the following contest is scheduled for one fall. Introducing, fighting out of Armstrong Studios in the heart of London's gentrified East End, weighing a combined 370 pounds, Jake Waring, Rob Armstrong, wrestling for attention. It's money in the bank season. I'm sat on a ladder and this is the Wrestling for Attention podcast and fresh and wrestling podcast where you pander for your love and affection like a white meat baby face jerking a curtain. My name is Rob Armstrong and I'm joined cross-continental. Once again, I'm in Germany. He's in Derby. He's Jake Waring. Jake, how are you? Very well, thanks. Is it, is it, is it cross... Is it, what's intercontinental? Is that in between different continents? Wait, actually, yeah, you're right. Are we, is cross-continental... Would that be if I was talking to you and you were in Asia? No, because I think we are across the same continent. Yeah, we're in the same continent. I'm not disputing that England <laughs> and Germany are the same continent. That we're, we're arguing about continents here in terms of are you in a different one? Not, you're on a different island, right? So yeah. It, it, geographically, we're in separate places, like we are every single. But week. historically, we are intrinsically linked. <laughs> in many ways, if you go back to the times where we were all just one rock. Yeah. We, well, we're all on one rock. <laughs> we're all just one the, island. If you look at it like that, then uh, you know, Germany, you, you over there are our Aryan cousins. Um. Yeah. <laughs> We were all Africa once. Hello, all one big rock. Back in the back in the good old days. I remember those days. Do you remember those days? <laughs> didn't, didn't, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to pop down the road to Africa. It isn't. That's kind of how when Bruno Bruno was when Bruno San Martino was around in wrestling. It was all just one thing. <laughs> there was the exactly, world championship. Yeah. Everyone everyone got on them on the roads. They're all wavy at the time because the Romans hadn't come about yet. Everyone got on their wavy roads. They drove from Africa, which was also the same country. They drove from or continent. Uh, drove from Asia. They, they all went Madison Square Garden. He sold it out 109 million times in a row. Yeah. And now the world's broken up and separated, and we got seas and oceans and stuff. Well, now we've got things like a, a two-day WWE UK Championship that I'd forgotten was even happening, and haven't managed to get. Yeah, I haven't, and, what, haven't seen it. Well, no, I don't think they've aired it yet. They've just spoiled the results for everyone, and then, oh, they uh, then they'll put it out next week. Oh, it's not been out yet. Yeah. So, we also have things yeah. like Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. You can go www.facebook.com oh, yeah. forward slash wrestling for attention. You can go at wrestling for a on Twitter or you can go at wrestling for attention on Instagram. See, I did it in a different order this week, Jake. Did you? I never noticed what you do. I'd sort of zone out. I try and think of something funny to say next. But what you will notice is that very often I well, don't. Go on then. You, you've, you've made your bed. Lie in it. Um, oh, Jesus, what have you got funny to say? Well, no, it wasn't actually. Even, it wasn't funny. It's just astute. Um, I haven't been on. Twitter and Facebook. I've I've muted my wrestling stuff because I knew that I wasn't going to get much chance to watch stuff to try and keep stuff a surprise with it being money in the bank and all that. Most things did get spoilt, obviously, but I haven't seen anything by watching me. the wrestling. Well, I most haven't... days got spoilt by watching. Spoilt it. by watching wrestling. Um, I haven't seen any of UK <laughs> or any of the results, so that's good. So I oh, would good. appreciate, and I'm sure some of the listeners would. Um, well, I, I won't say anything then. Yeah, great. I mean, they'll all, they'll all know, but well, uh, I won't. I won't tell you a. I won't tell you a fucking thing, Jake, Thanks. to be honest. Um, okay, that's good. 
other than where to stick it. <laughs> it's very tough watching wrestling when the World Cup's on for me. That's what I found really tough. And you're working try, for the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, try, try working the World Cup and then watching wrestling. Yeah, very tough. Every single game I've watched, Jake. Uh, me no, not I haven't watched. I've listened. I've had. The, I've definitely had at least radio contact for every game. Yeah, I, I've I've watched all of it, and I tell you what, when you get to God, what was the middle game yesterday? Who knows? But on the fifth one nil in a row, the fifth one nil where the good team beat the bad team one nil. Yes, it was getting to the point where I was I was drifting, Jake. But I stayed professional. Well, I, I said this, you know, the first round, I, I know we're now just turning, we can turn into a World Cup podcast if we're not careful here. Um, but, <laughs> but the first round of matches always are really exciting. This always happens because now people start jostling for position and are second yeah. guessing themselves and stuff like that. That's what happens. Wrestling. What should we start with? Oh, takeover. Let's Ooh. start with takeover. I go. can talk about takeover for the whole half hour. Happily. Yeah, absolutely. Let, well, let's do that. I, As I keep saying, I am sat on a ladder, so if you hear any banging and clanging, that's because... He's cashing said, in. Do you know what? <laughs> I, I always kind of look at them climbing that ladder really slowly or doing a Becky Lynch and staying up the top of it and waiting for Alexa Bliss oh, to attack God. her. It looks easy, but I'm just sat on one and it's hard. Yeah, well, I mean, you've just said it there. I know we're going to talk about takeover. Well. Let's just, can we just clear this up right now? Wasn't the women's Money in the Bank match... As much as I love the women of WWE, one of the most biggest botch fests I've ever seen. There was just there was botch after botch. So after much botch. time spent waiting it, for. So there was so much like standing around and weird like contrived spots. Like why did Charlotte keep running underneath the ladder to slowly spear someone? So weird, and I, I just th- I feel like someone it was like someone got out of sync with what they were meant to be doing. And just ploughed a course and went, I'm not changing. <laughs> I'm sticking to it. And it meant that everyone was late for everything. <laughs> yeah. It was so slow paced. So weirdly predict. I mean, not predictable that Alexa won. That that was very fun. But No, I genuinely didn't have... I, that was a complete surprise to me. I yeah, was, me too. Yeah. That that shocked me to the core. And, and when it happened, I, I, I even thought when it happened, I was like, that could actually be a mistake the way this match has gone. Like, yeah, she, she maybe she was just like, well, someone was meant to knock her she, off. She, she maybe looked, just got she to the point and was like, well, no one's here. Well, I better just take it. It's, it's come to the point now where I'm just going to have to take it. It made Becky look like the worst climber on planet Earth. The the fact that Alexa just like shot up there, undid the little buckle. It always makes me laugh. Like the guy wins it, undoes the buckle with absolute minimal fuss. Yeah, consummate uh, Go wins it, and and then. <laughs> <laughs> poor bastards. Becky, it's obviously not her fault that she was stuck up there and no one was switched on enough to get in there with her. But the fact she spent so long trying to undo that hook Ridiculous. and then looking down and telling Alexa to come up, oh, it was God. very frustrating. Yeah, it was um, It was very whiffy, that match. But, um, mm. I mean, they were, they were, they were, they were saving, saving features to the pay-per-view. It, was, it wasn't that bad. No, I thought I thought the matches that I thought were going to be shit were shit. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. And then the ones I thought were going to be good were good. Yeah. I you think know, AJ and, AJ and Shinsuke put on their best match they've had. Probably not hit the heights that anyone wanted him to, but it was still good. I, th- um, I think the problem with them, Daniel actually... Daniel Bryan v Big Cass was all right, and, and Daniel Bryan kicked Big Cass straight out of the company. Yeah, no, I'm, I don't give a shit. That's fine. Good, get rid of him. Um, I, I think... 
But by the way, do we know why? Or oh, it's just multiple reasons I've heard so far. Um, a, apparently, it's like an accumulation of things. I would say he's probably not that good. Bit of a bumhole. And also, <laughs> uh, so what I heard is is when he was beating up the mid, <laughs> when he was beating up the, uh, what do you call him? Little person. I don't know. The mid, not mid card. The, the, the right thing to call him. Yeah. Jobbers. When he was beating up the small person. Jobbers. No, the small person, as in the miniature Daniel Bryan. Dwarf. Yes. Yes. When he was beating up the dwarf, apparently Vince told him, give him a big boot. And that was it. And then Cass said, but shouldn't I beat him down and ground and pound him? And Vince said, no. God damn. Just kick the midget. Right. And he went out there. He gave a big boot to the dwarf. Which I guess would even out as a boot. <laughs> and he uh, then continued to get on top of him and give him a right old paste him. So he went uh, against the so, directive. So I from think he went against the man. Vince's direction, yeah. Oh well. That but all these things are just whispers, aren't they? It was probably just Not very good. He's a bit rubbish, right? Yeah. yeah. That's fair enough. Okay. He is big though. No one I mean no one will so care that he's big. gone. Uh yeah, so, yeah, generally, I think you're right. Most of the matches that were meant to be good were good. The, the Shinsuke AJ one was good. I mean, the finish, I thought, was great. Really enjoyed that. That was a, that was a really good spot to finish with. Uh, with him did, you enjoy listen, did you enjoy listening to Roman versus Jinder? Oh, my... Well, I enjoyed the Mexican wave the most. Yeah. I absolutely loved the Mexican wave. That was great. Because you can't hide from that. You can't mute a Mexican wave, can you? And they kept trying to <laughs> select different camera angles so you couldn't see it, but you did keep, keep seeing it. I loved it. Yeah, and what else was there? Uh, the men's money in the bank match. Would, the men's money in the bank. Problem. Problem is, to be honest, there's been a lot of them now, and like, I get more sort of excitement out of a perfect. Oh God, my ladder again. Out of a perfectly <laughs> delivered singles match than I do out of one of these ladder and uh, money in the bank matches. Now, sometimes they get them absolutely right, but the kind of shock factor that they had in the original ones is is gone. And now I expect to see someone die all the time. That being said, there were some really, really cool spots, mostly involving Braun Strowman smashing through that ladder. And yeah, my course. God, poor old Kevin, Kevin Owens. Owens. What a guy. rest in pieces. That was great. That was an That's excellent so spot. Good. Well, I, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I think there's... A couple too many people in them now as well. Yeah, there used to be six and there was eight in that one. I yeah. think eight's quite a lot. Didn't quite feel... Yeah, I just... and But also, I, I can't really talk because I had it spoilt. So I, I think when you've had the results spoilt, especially of one of those mm. special gimmick matches like that, then if you if you already know who's going to win, you can't... Because that's the only excitement, isn't it? Of like, did, you, did you watch SmackDown? Did you watch the end of SmackDown? Yes, that was exciting. Oh, good. So, so I th- like I was I was disappointed. I was actually I love Braun Strowman, but I was a little bit disappointed that they gave him the the briefcase because he doesn't need it. No, exactly. necessarily. Whereas Rusev having it would be so fun because they yeah. could give it to him for nine months, and eventually he could just pop up for this like in, in, insane pop. But I was glad he got the title shot at SmackDown the the night after. But I did think, or two nights after, I did kind of think if they were going to give him that title shot, why bother? Like, why not give it to him on the night? Braun could have 
had 16,000 ladders thrown on him. Yeah. Being locked up and cuffed up somewhere by seven other superstars and still looked strong and still legitimately challenged Brock. But then, yeah, it, well, well, basically, it it well, basically, what's but I really, happen- I really enjoy, I really enjoyed Braun winning, and I, and then I really enjoyed Rusev winning. So but, yeah. I guess I got double the fun in a way. But what that does mean is double that the spunk, none we, of the junk. What, what we do is we get we get Rusev to have a title match at Extreme Rules, and then that's it. Do you know what I mean? Like then he, yeah. he loses. So that's yeah. it's not quite the same. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame, but at least he's got the faith to get the shot finally, and maybe it'll just surprise everyone. Who knows? Uh, yeah. I, I can't remember where Extreme Rules is, but if it's one of those kind of lunatic crowds, you wouldn't be totally surprised to see him win it, I guess. Yeah, true. Well, I don't know. I mean, AJ's had it for a long time, hasn't he? He really has. Heck I wonder if they're kind of keeping him going, like keeping that rain ticking over because they've got this Brock thing. that You know, Brock's now the longest holding title, longest world title holder of the modern era thing. They've given him, They've given him the CM Punk record. Right, with with ten defenses of his belt, oh, as opposed bang. to CM Punk who defended it 113 times or something. Oh my god! Because <laughs> he was defending it on house shows four times a week. Mental. I I mean Brock not even at Money in the Bank. I just I don't quite get it anymore. I don't know what they're doing. The 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 yeah, I think the mystique with Brock is gone. They've Ooh. got Ronda who. He's great. In that first segment, in that first segment of Raw, was more over than I, I guess was probably more over than Brock's been. I tell, I, t- I tell you what, actually, do you know what? I'm ready to, I'm ready to spunk a jingle. So uh, let's do nation oh of congratulations God. on this one. Yeah. Okay. Well, go, go ahead, spunk that jingle. We are the nation. Congratulations. Well, basically, it's it's Ronda Rousey for me. Um, there's been, you know, and that's that's tough in a week with Tommaso Ciampa too. And I get that. That's you know one yeah, of my. Yeah, I, favorite... I can't. I can't. I know. I loved. I love that Ronda sex. I know. Me, it's, it's. I can't not give it to. Of, of course, and, and I'm very aware of that, and I'm, that's why I'm disclaiming it beforehand. But I suppose, in a way, that's because I expected that of them. It's the second best, if not the best, match that I've seen this year. Magnificent. Only compared to Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano. What? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's so that's kind of a given. The reason I give it to Ronda is just because it was her second big match, really. You know, on a big stage. I thought she smashed it out of the park. She's improved every time I've seen her. She did like you know she went up on the top rope, which was fun to see. She's getting better at selling, and yeah. then she comes out on Raw and didn't and- smile. And didn't smile and beat up Kurt Angle like brilliant. Yeah, what we wanted. Yeah, I wasn't and she's sure wearing if Kurt black. Was meant and... to be like, was Kurt meant to be using his arms or was he meant to be taking them in the face? I don't really know. I mean, it, <laughs> it's a bit like she was beating up her granddad, didn't it? In a way, but I have to say, yeah, it didn't really need the briefcase shots because they didn't look like they hurt very much. But when she was just, like punching and kicking everyone in the fucking, I love it guts. when she, when she goes for that sort <laughs> I of thought flu- that, was great. that flurry of fists when she just hit throws yeah. combinations. That looks really cool. Yeah, no, she she was she was brilliant, and Joe, what she's just got, she's got the thing right. She's got in in inverted commas it. Yeah, uh, and any sort of doubts or fears anyone had about her kind of sucking at the wrestling part uh, have been proven wrong. Even even misery guts Meltzer said he's never gonna doubt Ronda again. 
Did he? Let's face it, like, like Nia Jax versus Ronda Rousey is not a not a, a competition between the two professional wrestling aficionados. It's two green performers. Yeah, uh, and yeah, and yeah, they did a good job, both of them. Yeah, brilliant job. And also, I like that. Was, I like that rock bottom she does. Booked well. She did yeah, that kind the of super duper judo urinagi or something. Yeah, that was sick. Yeah, no, she's big props from me. Money in the bank, pretty good. Opening segment of Raw, good. Uh, Intercontinental title match on Raw surprised me. I like the story, and I also like how incredibly good Elias is, which I always go on about all the time. Yes. Um, yeah, that was that was a surprise actually. The IC. Yeah, but it, it's it's a good story. The, For the, the best. Whole, like Seth being the fighting champion, taking on too much. It's a little bit annoying because obviously John Cena was U- US Open champion, would just have epic matches and beat anyone anyway. But yeah. You know what can you expect? No, it's fine. It's fine, and also, and he's, I mean, to be honest, he should be he should be in the world title picture. Gonna say, I was about to say that's what it does. It makes makes space for him to move over. He's you know he has been the most over guy generally, probably him and Rusev for the for mm. this year. So I think it's time yeah. for him to get his shot up at the top. Yeah. Uh, so all right, enough of this monkeying about with the main roster. It was a fine week. It was a good week. It was a it was a very good week on Raw and SmackDown and Money in the Bank. Nothing compared to Takeover, though. No, of course not. <laughs> so let's talk. Let's talk the opening match of Takeover, where we had, um, what was it? It was uh, Undisputed Era. He mm. came down to an enormous pop. God, like, yeah, crazy pop. It was in Chicago, so they love their heels, but it was an absolutely outrageous reception they got. Yeah, it was. Uh, they were facing Team Granite Brexit. Uh, Danny Birch <laughs> and Only Lorcan. They're great. Who came actually. down to? Who came? He came down to absolute crickets, didn't they? Yeah, really. If anything, they came down to sort of booze. Whereas when you're in the full sale, uh, full sale arena, whatever it's called, people still do that music. Oh, 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 oh no, that's Cassius. That's I, know. I can't. I know the one you mean though. Is. But you know, you know the one I mean. Yeah. Um, people normally sing along with it. They came down, absolute crickets. Everyone only wanted to see. Undisputed Era, and they put on such a good match and such a such a hard hitting match as well, wasn't it? Wasn't it? It's, it's um, that thing that thing with Carl O'Reilly where I thought when he first joined, I was like, oh, here's another bloke who's just a good wrestler, but actually, oozes charisma. Oh, he's brilliant and is hard hitting, and some of the some of the big hits and the chops and the kicks. And well, the I, th- I think it's him. I think it's uppercuts. him that's so obviously like. Adam Cole, baby, is, you know, Undisputed Era. That's what sort of launched that whole thing off, right? He is the top star. But I think it's it's O'Reilly recently that's taken them to the next level because now they've got... It's not just all about one guy because Kyle O'Reilly is just class to watch and he's very nuanced, very subtle. And and he's one of those people where you maybe don't notice at first because he doesn't look that striking. But if you watch him all the time, he's constantly on. He's always doing yeah. something. It's always funny or good all the time. Yeah, very good. He's just kind. He's of, kind of got that kind of goofy face, hasn't he? Oh you yeah. Can switch it from being goofy to horrendously terrifying. Yes. In a matter of seconds, and there was there was a kind of flurry, I guess you want to call it, with Only Lorcan, where he probably lashing out in rage at his stupid name, just hit. <laughs> Was doing like running uppercut after running uppercut after dive after suicide dive after running uppercut after drop kick after front kick after suicide dive. It, it, it seemed like he did God knows how many. It seemed like he did sort of 16, 17 sprints into moves 
and like high impact moves in a row. And yeah, the crowd got so up for it. They couldn't believe it. And it was one of those things. I feel like you almost don't get it on the main roster as much. And maybe it was a little, um, a little strong stylish in that fans just 17 moves in a row or whatever it was. Yeah. They're going, oh, oh, ow, ah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't know. And what, it built I... them up. And then, then there was that point where they're all lying down and the fans are kind of like, oh, my God, I want to see another thing where someone gets in. Ah. And they all got to their feet despite being kind of uh, not being very animated when, when Birch and Lorcan came down. All of a sudden it was like, oh, my God, I want to see every second of this. I want to see this last forever. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's something to be said for... Because the how why is it that NXT consistently outperforms the main roster? And I think one thing it's, that it's a small. Well, I think one thing that better, they're allowed. To, everything about well, it, it's better in terms. Yeah, of but the, on a show by show basis, right? But like, I'm trying to work out exactly what it is sometimes, and I think when it comes to those takeover matches, they are almost allowed or given license to to actually really listen to the audience. And feed mm. off them. Whereas I feel like something about being on the main show, on Money in the Bank or whatever, a lot of them, not always, and the best ones don't, can sort of like, they don't get ever get to that point where the crowd are almost going, to, the crowd are almost dictating the pace of it. Do you know what I mean in NXT? I feel like in WWE, when when it's when you're going to have one of their great matches, and let's not muck about, like they do have great matches all the time. The quality of what they're doing in the ring is so much higher than it's ever really been. Yeah. Even even though you have to put up with I don't know Titus O'Neil eating a eating a roast dinner and farting or something <laughs> every now and again, the general quality of what's in there is better than ever. You go back to the Attitude Era, which everyone absolutely wrings out their penis over every time someone mentions it up. Uh, yeah. Brings it up. It was it was really great in terms of the characters, but you look at some of the stuff that was happening there when Albert was fight, fighting Test, and it was yeah. too hairy SOBs on steroids just kind of like kicking each other in the shins and then doing a body slam. But what they do now is so much better, even yeah. on the top. But with w, it feels like when they when they want to have like a classic match, which they do every now and again, it feels like someone has to make the decision somewhere and say to, oh, for example, I don't know, AJ Styles and yeah. John Cena, that, that someone has to say to him, okay, tonight you two are having a classic match. You're having you're having the classic one. Yeah. Whereas on NXT, on Takeover, they they clearly just say they give them a road agent to put to put the moves together, but they just say, There you go, twenty five minutes, undisputed area, you're winning. Off you pop, what are you doing then? Which yeah. when they've been around the been around the uh, the block as many times as they have in NXT, they've all they've almost all been in uh, indies forever and even the ones that haven't you look at your Lars Sullivan's and your uh, Velveteen Dreams haven't been doing indies forever they're sticking with someone who has like Alistair Black is a seasoned old pro and Ricochet of course is, as well is, yeah. has been doing it for donkey's years and they just let them do it whereas in WWE it's like rather than you know when they said okay AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura you're having your, your classic match this is the dream match they get to Wrestlemania and they say okay you got 15 minutes go out there AJ, you're going over. Do what you can. Yeah. And it, it's sort of... Why why not just let them do it? Yeah. But, I mean, maybe... got all these time schedules and these adverts and stuff. Yeah. I mean, time's obviously a big thing. I think having five matches on a two-hour card is perfect. Two and a half-hour card is exactly. just fantastic, isn't it? And it, it means people don't get knackered, unlike WrestleMania, when you wait seven and a half hours to get pissed off at Brock and Roman. Yeah. Which I can't oh. wait to get again. I know. Mm. 
Well, we'll get it. Call call the the two worst matches uh, on Money in the Bank, Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns, get rewarded with a title shot. (laughs) Yeah, it's obscene, isn't it? It's obscene. Oh, well. Oh, well, who cares? I I mean, I'm I'm really happy to see Roman against Jinder. It's like, it really does feel like he's just in such an obscure place now. They've no fucking idea what to do with him. Anyway, that tag match. Popcorns, I'm giving it eight and a kernel. Yeah, a full kernel or a hatched kernel or unhatched? Eight and a hatched kernel. Very nice. Yeah, I think I could I could get on board with that. Yeah. Which is which is very high for us. What's what does it go to nine and an unhatched kernel? I think I think it goes to nine and an unhatched, doesn't oh, it? Oh well no no. In that case I'm gonna just give it eight popcorn, no kernels. No kernels? Just eight popcorn. Hmm. A solid eight popcorn. Sure, no, no, you're absolutely right because no, it was it was very very good. But we've said ourselves we're not going to do a melter here. Yeah. here and bust <laughs> the, the system. The whole reason for the system. I mean, I don't know why we started with nine and a th- and one third. <laughs> nine and a nine and a third. <laughs> nine and a third popcorn, but um, we did. <laughs> okay, second match of the night. I tell you what, this is this isn't this match was an eight. And an unhatched kernel for me, though, talking about breaking the system. Uh, right. Ricochet and Velveteen Dream. Oh. The way the stories were played out here, like all the... Doing each other's do, moves. You can do better. Like him saying that he could do the Hulk Hogan thing better and then doing each other's moves and the kickouts and... Oh, Mm-mm-mm. God, it was good. Very good. And that's... I tell you, I... To be honest, I haven't seen huge amounts of Ricochet. Not... No, given the, how big a star he is and stuff. I haven't seen huge amounts of him, but that's the first proper long singles match I can remember seeing. I've seen him live a couple of times, but that's the first proper singles match I can see. Uh, I can remember seeing him in on takeovers or NXTs or anything, and it was so perfect. It, it, I guess Velveteen Dream does have that sort of intangible thing. He says, as in, <laughs> he said in his interview, I mentioned it earlier. Yeah, Ricochet's got the talent, but he doesn't have it. Like, I love that. Yeah, he does have it. Yeah, but this... Velveteen Dream, you're right. Uh, it's quite hard to say because because uh, wrestling wise, actually, I think they've still got quite a long way to come. If you compare him to Ricochet, mm. um, oh, big time! He's still he's still he still flubs a few moves here. Yeah, he's quite time, slow. It's quite he, slow when he messed sometimes. up the moves. He messed up like a Hurricane Rana or something, didn't he? And it actually made perfect sense because it was anything I want. You can do, I can do better. And it, it's it's Ricochet's move, and he couldn't quite do it. Yeah, and it all fell into it, and I guess maybe they came up with that thing as a way of uh, papering over his cracks a little bit. But he's so good. Oh, excellent! Both of them are great. Uh, I'm slightly terrified for both of them. What what the future what, may should hold? Should they ever go up? Yeah, but then I'm I'm terrified for anyone in NXT for that reason. Yeah, always except Lars Sullivan. Oh no, he'll be champ. He'll be fine, will he? <laughs> he's, he's quite he's quite good to be fair though I, I don't mind him he's alright he, he's, he's very old school he's very like George the Animal Steel isn't he he's just a big or, big bloke isn't he I mean yeah he's fine yeah he's, um, you can imagine you can imagine sort of six year old kids getting scared of him at shows which are, it's it's like an old school 80s heel that's what they're meant to do isn't it yeah meant to be some brutal big old bald bloke who comes and screams in a family's face and then the kid wets himself and buys a t-shirt yeah like you did with TK Cooper I guess <laughs> very good um, right uh, what else we, it's got to be a quick one this week hasn't it again so what else have we got to do what, what, what have you got ladies any, oh, match have you got any have you got any 
Um, have you got any other jingles for NXT at all? Anything else from there? Uh, my my uh, my Tamina, my Tamina. Let, let's hop back to Money in the Bank. Oh, I've got Tamina. a Tamina as well. Yeah, from Bank. Put that jingle on. So you wanted to be a more charismatic me, a more beautiful me. So you challenge? Oh, so, wait, wait, wait. So you so you challenge Charlotte to a match? All right then. So my one first one comes from uh, Money in the Bank. There's actually a few this week I yeah. go for. I'm going to, I'm going to give a personal honourable mention for uh, Corey Graves, who in the Rusev match said something like, oh, yeah, it's not spelled M-I-T-B or whatever. It's it's spelled R-U-S-E-V, which obviously is not a letter. <laughs> Trying to spell out Rusev. Also, there was Michael Cole who said this. But this just goes to illustrate how valuable the right to be called WWE ch- champion truly is to everyone in our industry. Congratulations to Shinsuke Nakamura as we shift from the WWE championship to the Raw Women's Championship. Michael Cole there congratulating Shinsuke Nakamura <laughs> for losing. <laughs> what an idiot. Oh. <laughs> um, I- I've got one from-, from there which I'll play now. <laughs> Got to cash in that briefcase, Jake. Got to cash in. What, what's her, is it, Jojo? What, what's she called? Is it Jojo? That girl. Um, I just, I at this know. point, who, who knows? G- generic backstage person, female number three. Yeah. There, well, either, on, either way, I thought it. I thought <laughs> it was great. There's three blokes and three women. Could be more than three women. Could be more than three blokes. Could be one. I don't know. They all. They all. There's either. You know, it's either a bloke or it's a woman, and I don't know what any of them are. I just thought it was. Fan- I thought it was fantastic that like it's the actual name of the the pay per view that she got wrong. <laughs> it's like she's cashing in the money in the briefcase. <laughs> Pivotal moment as well. Oh, really important, very important. Get yeah. it right. And, and we've, as we've said this year, there's been a lot of like botchy cashing in happening. <laughs> anyway, that, that's yeah. all we need. Her messing it up as well. And but it was all cashed right, in. Let's... It was cashed in. It was cashed in. And it worked. Very good. It's a big pops. I thought let's it was talk excellent. About the women's, let's talk about the women's title on the NXT event. Uh, Shayna. Becky versus Shayna. Yeah, great. Enjoyed it. it. It was what it was. I suppose it's a, it protected both of them. Nikki Cross smiled as she passed out. I, uh, it was good fun. But yeah, I was disappointed. I think the crowd, the crowd I... got a little distracted by Keith Lee turning up, didn't they? Yes. And and also, I think just the positioning sometimes of the matches, you can't have five barnstormers. It's not possible. Like yeah. you need something to cool slightly, but I thought they both were great, and I really, I really wanted Nikki to win. But I, like you say, the way that it ended, I thought was excellent. Yeah, Lars Sullivan and Alistair Black. This was really, really good. Yeah, it was. I, I, I thought this was quality, especially seeing there's a sort of inexperience of Lars Sullivan and also kind of lack of interest in him. By the end, they really, they'd really won people round. It was a shame there was that little sort of botchy moment. Uh, some sort of better improv skills might have worked there from Lars Sullivan to just not go down and then oh, you mean Black from to the not Black... pin him for the counter two. For the Black... Was it Black Mass? No, it wasn't Black Mass. Yeah. It? Yeah, it was. Because the whole thing was about whether the Black Mass could beat him. Yeah, of course. And, and then he kind of like missed him by two feet and they did the pin anyway. Yeah. When they should have just kind of worked their way through it. But these things happened. The rest of the match was was quality and I, I love the ending with the two Black Masses because the first one he gets up and then he just takes one square on the fucking yeah. head. Yeah, I thought it, no, I thought it was excellent. Um, As the Black's brilliant, isn't he? Well done. Yeah, I'd give I'd give Shayna and Nikki. Oh yeah, five, five popcorns. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give Alistair Alistair Black. I'm going to give that seven. Yes, I think that's that's fair. I mean, we could split hairs about you know unhatched kernels and 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 fully hatched kernels, but I, I, I know I don't think there's any kernels involved in those two. I don't. I think yeah, I think, I think it just was a seven. It was a seven. <laughs> Down Seven line. out of nine and a third for me. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> okay. Uh, what was next? Next, I'm hatching all my fucking popcorns. Is it the boys? It's Gargano Champa 2. Yeah. Which was some unbelievable level of phenomenal. It was so, so good. Maybe not as much of a wrestling clinic as the first one, but the stories, again, the callbacks to the other stuff, the callback to... Champa sitting on the table looking down at his beaten geezer. The, the wedding ring thing. The, the, him sat there like playing with his ring, realising that his ring had gone and then going to beat him up on the stretcher. And Also, Gargano being the good guy who's then hates Champa so much that he turns into evil Champa and then he loses because he turned into Champa. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I can't wait for Gargano Champa 3. I'll just like stick it on SummerSlam. Stick it main of the event. Well, main event. That, that... Fact, no, don't. Because then it'll be drowned in garbage yeah, Roman stuff too too short but they, they they've got the perfect chemistry to too work short, baby. they're really they're really happy to push each other beyond their limits aren't they that's what's exciting and you can it t- was tell so like uncomfortable to watch and so violent Absolutely. and so good and such so well told it was it was really really brilliant and also contained our spot of the week put on the jingle spot on your face spot the dog forget your oh fuck I forgot the <laughs> I've forgotten the third one. What did I say? So if you didn't believe that people really, really cared about this match, have a listen to this geezer when Tiampa... Tiampa? Tamina. is there. Have a listen to this geezer when Tommaso Ciampa walks past him. And so, you, do you know what? I agree with the guy. I agree with the guy, Jake. Ciampa is the devil. <laughs> He's just so... It's brilliant because he believes it so much. It's how I feel as well. You're the devil, Champa! <laughs> I I can't... I know we've left it right at the end and probably haven't given it the coverage it deserves, but this was just phenomenal for me. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it more than the... I know I was shitting on Okada last week, but all jokes aside, that Omega Okada match and all of their matches are brilliant. But this, for me just did so much more and the, and so did the so did Gargano Champa one when they're in the cruiserweight cruiserweight challenge or whatever it's called oh yeah so did, classic, yeah. So did their match in New Orleans and and so did this one I just this is this is all my matches of the year this feud I'm I'm sure of it <laughs> it's all my matches of the year it's going to be my feud of the year it's brilliant and I I'm giving it I'm giving it nine kernels it yes. hasn't it's nine, nine popcorn. popcorns it hasn't it hasn't got the the kernel but, um, you know, because you, you've got to give yourself something to aim for. But nine popcorns for me. Yeah, do you know I'm what? I'm not breaking well, my system because I'm not what, for, for me, actually, what I would do is I would say Tommaso Ciampa won, and that's not counting, you know, uh, the Cruiserweight Classic. I would give that nine nine popcorns. I would give this eight popcorn and a hatching kernel. Just because really? because they have to be in that order, I still there's think more it was, to, there's more to come. There's, there's more, more to come, come. I, and I don't think it was as good as the first one quite. So I think that's yeah. by definition got to give ourselves a bit of wiggle room. But yeah, by God, was it brilliant? They're fantastic. Yeah. Well done. Right, love them. Um, don't do a hill commentator then. Yeah, go on then. I'll put the put the jingle on then. Back of the foot, ordinary potato. 
It's the heel commentator. There should be no Ciampa Gargano 3. There should be no Champa Gargano 3 because we've actually already had it. We've had one in the Cruiserweight Classic. We've had uh, the other two at TakeOver. What, that you can overdo something. Like, they're classics. You can watch them over and over again on the network forever now. They're there. They're immortalised onto film. If you overtell a story, it can get dry, boring. Let's not, let's not do it, overdo it. We've told the story now. We've got the face coming out on top. It did win. Wait, no, did we? No. We've got the heel coming out on top. Nah, shit, we need the next one. <laughs> I, can't, I can't argue it. We need number three. <laughs> Gargano, Chachampa. Chachampa versus Guiano until the end of time. Uh, yeah, fight forever. Yeah, they've just got oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Right, what I got for you? Okay. Um, Rusev will be the WWE champion uh, in a month's time. Rusev will be the WWE champion in a month's time because it will give the fans that moment they've all been waiting for for all of the all of the heat that Rusev has got himself as over as he as he got himself. They'll give him it. They'll give him that moment. It doesn't mean he has to be champion for a year. AJ Styles will win it back the next night and they'll still have the moment. Also, they've got the uh, Aiden English guy sitting there lurking, waiting to be some. He's going to do something treacherous, isn't he? Of course he is. He's got to do something treacherous eventually. And maybe this is how he sees himself getting a title shot because no one considers Aiden English a title contender. And then they can get Rusev winning the title, and then Aiden English betrays him a month later. They'll deal with the they'll deal with the rematch. They'll do some jiggery pokery. English will interfere. People will start thinking, oh, are they evil? And then it will turn out Rusev is the good. Aiden English is the evil. And then they'll have the mega clash of champions that will live in memories forever at SummerSlam, headlining it. Aiden English versus Rusev. Who saw it coming? Me. Book it. <laughs> Great. Well done. Excellent. I, lo- I love yours sometimes because they're just, they go away from... Panic booking. Well, yeah, they, do, they just become panic bookings and they t- turn out really good. <laughs> Great. All right then, big boy. Well, I guess that, that means it's the end for you and me. Thank forever. God. Cancel the show. Do you remember how, do you know how like when we used to be on like episode 21, you'd be like, oh, we could drink in America now. Well, this is yeah. episode fifty-nine. Does that mean we're nearly dead? <laughs> well, in three years' time, if we were Vader, we would be. Oh yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Vader. Yeah. R.I.P. The big man. It will be Vader time forever. What a geezer. Uh, saw him. Saw him against Will Ospreay in uh, York Hall, and I'm pleased that I did, because um, the people loved him. And hey, big up to Vader. Probably. Probably the most successful American in Japan ever. Obviously, you don't hear about it so much now, but he was a massive star. And uh, yeah, R.I.P. the big man. What are you? What are you, Luigi? That's yeah. I'm turning up at his funeral. I'm giving the eulogy. <laughs> right. It's just going to be me and a bunch of his closest relatives and friends, and 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 then I'll be there as the relative stranger, saying, "Hey, tell you what, he was big, and he had a he had a fun mask." Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's very nice. On a lighter note, <laughs> on a lighter note, we'll be back next week. Yeah, we're back next week. Uh, we're back for three more weeks until we're going to bow out gracefully at the age of sixty-two. <laughs> um, but all that remains to say, R.I.P. Vader. Good night.